0: Welcome to Nine Bob Note with Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nine Bob Note. My name is Paul Isles Rush, and I'm Ken Moss. Went very fast, then didn't I? That gives us more time to talk. <laughs> to <think. laughs> well, Kenny, it's uh, it's over to you for this week's burning topic: gender-appropriate clothing. <laughs> Hmm. Now, uh, one of the terms we don't
0: hear anymore is transvestite. (laughs) (laughs) I'm coming to this from my straight (laughs) ignorance, my position of privilege, not knowing whether are transvestites... I was going to say still a thing, but again, it's difficult to know where to come from with this. If somebody dresses in... Are we even allowed to say gender-appropriate clothes anymore? You know, women's clothes as a man or men's clothes as a woman are they trans are they just trans or are they transvestite or
1: where do we go with this and the look on your face suggests even you might have a bit of trouble with this one uh it's a strange one i think it's possible that the the word transvestite has is used less often because it starts with trans and so people get mixed up between sort of genuine trans people and People who just wear cross-dressers, essentially. So, yeah, I, I think I think we can still say transvestite, but I, I, I don't know. Is cross-dresser a better word? <laughs> we've,
0: but we've even got to the stage now where in years gone by, these things would just be spoken about. There's that tentative first toe in the water before you <laughs> use words like that in case the entire world explodes mm. and be canceled and it's not necessarily out of any particular intent to wound. It's just a, a genuine position of ignorance.
1: Yeah, because there are genuinely straight and, and I, I assume gay cisgender people who like to wear clothing more appropriate to the opposite gender. You know, so you get and and yeah, they would they would have been called cross crossdressers. I mean, you obviously get the extreme of drag queens. But that, yeah, but that's a very specific. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but just, uh, you know, Frank from Down the Road, who... Frank Boff. <laughs> Frank Boff. Frank from Down the Road. Frank who- Boff. <laughs> Uranu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for those of you not familiar with shooting stars, that will be meaningless, I apologise. <laughs> but for us, it's very funny. Yes. Yeah, so you, you'll get the guy who waits for his wife to nip out to the post office and then slips her... Dress on and parades around the house, but yeah, uh, it's it's not. I, I don't know whether it is. It
0: even you are confused. Yeah, I mean, this gives me hope because even the term gender appropriate is mm. prescriptive. It suggests that only women can wear certain things, only yes. men. It's appropriate for them to wear. Uh, so, they, uh, getting to the uh, this there's, there's several instances. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Olympic Games, which were a few weeks ago, uh, there was. One ridiculous, ridiculous instance of gender-appropriate clothing being clamped down on by the IOC, where a women's volleyball team wore shorts rather than bikinis. Yes. And they were ordered to wear bikinis or face a fine or something, or yeah. they were told that they were in breach. <laughs> At one point do we dictate that women need to wear a bikini while they're bouncing around naked on a beach, effectively? <laughs> How is that even a thing? Even I balked at that and thought that was just gratuitously sexist.
1: Yeah, and that that's one of the weirder things, because it's not like it's even. Oh well, if it, it, that's just the way it's always been, beach volleyball has only been a sport in the Olympics. I think this is the second time that it's been an Olympic sport. Right? Okay. Uh, in fact, yeah, it was because it was re- introduced in the Rio <laughs> Olympics cause, for obvious reasons. Hmm, wonder why? <laughs> but yeah, it was. That was just so. I get in some sports, and you know, obviously in some workplaces where there's certain clothes that you have to wear. For certain things, but they, you can't possibly say that bikini bottoms are essential safety equipment or anything. No, no, that was that was quite shocking. And it, but it does go back to: did the men's volleyball team have to wear swimming trunks?
0: They, they had shorts, yeah, and sort of little tiny, tight fitting, ball crushing shorts. You know, the <laughs> bollocks must have been crushed to diamonds by the time they'd finished playing in those. <laughs> but. That struck me as as very, very odd and a little bit backward, to be quite honest. Um, The other thing that rears its head every summer, we've just been talking while we've been pouring the gin about the the changing weather in England uh, during the summer months from when we were kids. I remember being at school absolutely sweating my nads off (laughs) in long trousers. You Mm -hmm. you basically basically wore your winter clothes in summer. You had the same thing all year round, which you never wear. It, it, you just don't do that. Mm. And so there's been instances where lads have gone to school in skirts. In extreme uh, cases, but yeah. to prove a point, they've gone to school in skirts. And there isn't a damn thing that they can do because that is an actual official school uniform. So it counts as school uniform, mm. whereas shorts don't. Yes. And this is the nonsense of it, <laughs> that wearing traditionally female clothes is within the rules, but wearing shorts isn't. And the, surely we've got past this now. Surely it's more a case of appropriate clothing rather than gender-appropriate clothing.
1: Yeah, and there is a, an issue. I think we've we've spoken about it before. Um, in the school that our kids go to, they have a boy's uniform and a girl's uniform, and the girls aren't allowed to wear trousers. So the uniform is a gray skirt and a blue polo shirt. And for the boys, it's gray trousers or shorts Mm. and a blue polo shirt and girls, aren't allowed to wear trousers. There's no reason for that.
0: I just don't see the point. I don't so, see yeah. what purpose it serves. In years gone by, that was the accepted norm. But we are talking 40, 50 years ago. Mm. And the argument's been put forward, well, it it gets them ready for working life because you can't just rock up to, short, to work in shorts. No, but these are primary school kiddies <laughs> yeah. with considerably lower tolerances than you as an adult, you fucking bellend. Surely if you want the kids to be to learn at school, make them comfortable. They'll soon learn the harsh realities of adult life when they're adults.
1: Yeah, and with a bit of luck, by the time they are adults, if it's too hot to wear trousers to go to work, then I why can't they wear shorts? I wear shorts for work. <laughs> yeah. well, one, of the, <laughs> one of the last office jobs I had, it was it's a
0: long time ago now, it's eighteen years ago. But that was there was an absolute moratorium on shorts in mm. this office. The air conditioning didn't work. And <laughs> the further up the building you went, it didn't work. Countrywide assured in Preston, I'm looking at you. <laughs> I hope things have changed into in the intervening two decades. But I thought, Bollocks to this, I'm gonna pass out. So I went in wearing and there were um there were trouser shorts. They yeah. weren't sort of the mundalist shorts. Yeah. Yeah. And there were a few sort of but nobody said anything yeah. because all of a sudden other people thought, well, yeah, this is just it's ridiculous. So they started coming in the insurance mm. and all of a sudden everybody was happy and nobody complained anymore. Yeah, So nobody did anything about it. But it was just a ridiculous rule imposed by saying, we weren't a customer-facing department. It's not like, this is this is the beef that I've got. I do think that you know dressing in sort of formal wear or at least smart casual for work not a bad thing. I think it's uh, it's a good discipline to have, but not sort of ridiculously rigid. <laughs> you must wear a tie and a blazer mm. at all times in an office. It, you're not going to get the best out of people by putting them in clothes that they're not comfortable in.
1: No. One of the one of the other things that comes on this is the gender split of clothes, particularly for children. We went, we went on a holiday last week and our daughter, we, di- we didn't expect it to be very hot. So we took sort of quite normal clothes and it was really hot. So I took our daughter to Primark uh, just to get a, a pair of shorts and a, a t-shirt to wear for the, you know, for one day while we were wandering around. And the girls' t-shirt section because they're on they're on separate floors in the shop. So the girls' t-shirt section are all white and pink t-shirts with unicorns on unicorns and girls rule and be what you want to be, reach for the stars, and all kind of, and all stuff like that. And then the boys' t-shirts are oh diggers, and <laughs> and it's like I get why when they get older that obviously men and women, their body shape is different. So mm. you do have to have shaped t-shirts to fit certain elements in and stuff. But when when you're that age, why do we even have a boys and a girls clothes department? Why not just have t-shirts? I I had this discussion years ago with an ex who was
0: a big equalities champion. And uh, there's a thing called I think, which is very, it's this big push towards getting more women into traditionally male jobs. Mm. Uh, And specifically within sort of technology. Yeah. It's a good point. I I do think there's an element where, whether we like to admit it or not, there are things that men and women or girls and boys sort of gravitate towards organically, whether or not that's how they've been brought up. I mean, you've Mm. not brought Casey up to be a tomboy. That's just how she is. <laughs> Nobody, it doesn't matter how many fairies you put her in front of, she is not going to be interested in fairies. That's just not her. She likes sports kits, but you've not pushed her into that. Neither you nor Stewart have, uh, have sat her down every Saturday in front of the, the footy and, and techno on the terraces. That's just <laughs> how she is. That's how she's gravitated. But a lot of girls, you know, a lot of girls and boys, they gravitate towards things organically. It's not, if you look at the kiddies' telly now, it's all very middle of the road. There's there's not really men and women, male and female roles in any Mm. of the kiddies' stuff that I've seen. But they're still gravitating towards those things. A lot of the adverts I see on television now for kiddies' games and toys and things, it's very gender non-specific, quite deliberately. Yeah, yeah. And yet the girls are still automatically gravitating towards what traditionally girls like and and boys towards what traditionally boys like. And if you even watch the, the cartoons and the kiddies programs, even what would traditionally be sort of a boys cartoon, say something like Thundercats it's all sort of filled to the brim with this gender neutral balance. Hmm. So I don't get, maybe when we were growing up, yes, there was a definite sort of boys, girls, boys playing yeah. with this and girls play with that. Now I think that's very different. And yet they're still gravitating towards it. So I can see why the, I don't agree with that the girls only want to wear pretty flowery unicorns <laughs> and my little pony. I don't, I I don't agree with that at all, that there's no choice. In just the same way as when I walk into Next or whatever, I cannot buy a shirt that is not this year's colour. I have to wear whatever the colours are that they dictate (laughs) this year. I really object to that. There was one year I walked in and all the shirts were pink and brown and cyan checks. And they were hideous. And I just refused to buy any of them (laughs) because that was this year's colour. Yeah.
1: But why do we have to have boys clothes section and a girls clothes section in at the that shops. age yeah uh, i don't think we do no in every shop they're separated In this shop they were actually on separate floors because mm. casey will normally look because she does like you know sports and football and stuff like that but at the same time she she loves playing with dolls yeah yeah she she's just a bit of everything but when we take her to get clothes, this was just a quick emergency five mm. minute job, but if we take her to buy clothes. She'll look in the boys section and the girls section and if t-shirts and stuff, a lot of the time she'll get boys, yeah. <laughs> you know, boy's t-shirts. But if there was a boy and it's kind of, it's seen as okay for us to do that for Casey. Cause it's like, Oh, you know, you know, she's, a, she's just being a bit tomboyish, but if she was a boy and she, wanted, and she did like unicorns, then for him <laughs> to have to go into the girls' section just to pick a T-shirt that he liked must be quite weird. Sissy is the word. Yeah. But, um, and this is where I've got a bit of a beef
0: with, uh, not women's right, no, women's right, <laughs> not so strong. Um, but women have got the upper hand in a lot of areas now. Oh, it's not If a woman walked in in a trouser suit mm. or a dress to work, Nobody would bat an eyelid. Men, shirt, tie, pants, that is what you wear.
1: Men cannot walk in in a dress. Yeah, then it's either, oh, he's wearing a dress or what, is he trying to prove a point, Mm. yeah. Whereas women, they've got the
0: complete upper hand with, but I've often said for years and years that men's clothing is very boring. Mm. You have got a top and either trousers or jeans, the end. (laughs) You know, boots are all one style trainer's shoes they're all one style, very boring range of colors, either black or chinos or there's just no variation with men's clothing women god almighty the oh, yeah. the variations it's far more interesting than men's and it's it's fine for them to mix and match and has been for a very very long time hmm. so I think the balance is very firmly in women's favour or girls' favour than it is towards men. If men do it, it is pff, what on earth. If women do it, nobody even turns a hair.
1: Yeah, and there there is that sort of shift that people are trying to make. So I was talking to somebody, and I can't remember where it was or in what context, but I was talking to somebody, and it was a it was a bloke, and he had nail varnish on. Mm. And one of the people that we were with said, "Oh, I like your nails. So <laughs> you know, have you had them done?" And he he wasn't gay. He wasn't trying to prove some kind of point. He just said, "I like I like having nice nails. You know why? Mm. Why is it only women that can go?" And so so there are people like that, but they're still seen as, you know, that's a bit weird. Why you know why is he doing that? Well, I get it. In the dim and distant past, I had a home chemistry set. <laughs> And um,
0: uh, a group of lads that used to mess around with school, we all used to experiment with this thing. And they they all had one as well. I remember Sam Reynolds, do you remember him? Yeah. I was at his house. And uh, we decided to experiment with nail polish remover, I think. Right. And a match. And uh, there was just this gout of incinerating flame came out of the test tube and blew off um, half of my right eyebrow, which has never really, has never recovered. You know, uh, uh, any vigorous sort of uh, brush on that eyebrow will fall out. But as a result, I sort of shape my eyebrows mm. to an extent. Um, and every now and again, it does get commented on. But the alternative is for me to look absolutely... It, one would look like Dennis Healy and one would look like a Burns victim. It's just, it's not a good look. But even even that in itself, it's just uh, a raised eyebrow. You know, <laughs> why, 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 why do you do this? Why do you pluck your eyebrows? Well, to one thing, even if I did go and get them professionally groomed, which I don't, but it's only grooming. It is mm. 2021. 20, There's things like... Even stuff like manscaping is now looked at, you know, really? Why, why do you do that? This is not normal. It, it is normal. It's not, it's 2021. The, the world has moved on.
1: Yeah. There are men who who go out wearing makeup and obviously I'm not talking about, you know, like mm. full drag makeup, although obviously some people do, but there are people who, um, I was listening to someone on a podcast the other day who, Puts a bit of foundation on before he goes out. And again, straight, cis man, but he just, he just does it because it makes him look good. And, and why I think not? you're going to why see not? a lot more yeah. of that in, in future. It's just, yeah. but it's only, what is the difference?
0: Exactly. And I think that the word sissy <clears> <throat> is going to, be a, um, that's going to be, that's going to change over the year because you've got cis, cisgender was never a word until a couple of years ago. Yeah, Sissy is going to be adopted as probably... A slur against mm. the against the cisgendered lot. So, uh, yeah, I'll wait for the day when that is fired in my direction. <laughs> but it's time to decide feather or not. Gender-appropriate clothing is a big issue.
1: Well, I think it isn't a big issue, or it doesn't need to be a big issue. Why can't we just throw all the clothes in one pot and say... Go in there and get whatever you want. What makes you feel comfortable, you wear that. That's not where we are as a society. No. So so that bumps it up. Maybe one day uh, we'll be like that. So until then, I am going to give it three feather bowers. Yep, three feather bowers. Uh, obviously only worn by women and drag queens. <laughs> of course. I
0: do think we're a good sort of probably twenty, thirty years off, even approaching this. Mm. Um, it's moving remarkably slowly <laughs> as a as a topic. I think it's only going to get better in time. And with that, cue the sig. It's screening queens. <laughs> There's only really one thing that I can suggest for this, <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> This doesn't even deserve an introduction. So if you don't know what Mrs. Doubtfire is, go and watch it. It's a film with Robin Williams. That should tell you everything you need to know about it. But yeah, it's a, that was a great bit of cinema.
1: Love it. There's obviously people trying to find problems with it, but I just think it's funny and silly and it made everyone laugh. It's a heartwarming film. It's How can you find a problem with it? I didn't... <laughs> I, I did read a list of reasons why oh, uh, for god's sake why why, uh, why dressy, dressing up as a, a woman uh, and lying to the authorities in order to get access to your children when a court has already decided that you're not suitable to have access to them, and you know like just things like that, but it um, was a real life story.
0: This really happened. oh, but it was funny though and it was a know. heartwarming film, God almighty, what's the matter with you people. <laughs>
1: can't have anything these days we will go off and watch mrs doubtfire and enjoy it for what it is (laughs) and on that note we'll sign off and we'll see you next week for more nine bob note goodbye goodbye
0: (laughs) nine bob note featured paul isles rush and ken moss title music was by mark shyman And the programme was produced by Maverick Productions. For more information, please visit maverickproductionsuk.blogspot.com or find us on social media.